When there's an issue, Scott is all in on getting to the heart of it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson. On Hamilton's News, today's talk. 900 CHML. We certainly know how the Russian invasion of Ukraine has dragged on and on. And now uh, are we at a turning point here where Ukrainian drones uh, have struck Moscow uh, today? Russia said in what one politician called the worst attack on the capital since World War II, Kiev also getting hammered, uh, hit by air for the third time in the last 24 hours. We're going to talk to Arl Brown about all of this, professor internal uh, international relations and a senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs, University of Toronto. Aurel, thanks for the time. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. Aurel, before we get on to the, the strikes in Moscow and, and what this means, just your thoughts on Aaron O'Toole, former conservative leader, uh, stepping up in the House today and telling everyone about his meeting with CSIS and how he was uh, under surveillance or target of uh, from the Chinese Communist Party before, after uh, the last election. What are your thoughts? How significant is this for someone of this nature to stand up and say this? It is important because it puts into the public domain some of uh, what we have suspected and it uh, alerts the public as to external interference, which we should have been aware of, but we did not quite understand the scope of it. It is very clear that the Chinese government, as well as the Russian government for a long time, have tried to interfere in uh, the politics of democratic states. That in in itself is not new. The extent of that involvement and whether that changed the outcome of an election That is what really needs to be carefully investigated, both in terms of of the past to know what exactly happened, but also as a means of preventing uh, interference uh, in the future that would alter elections. We can't stop it entirely. That will happen. It's inevitable. But we can try to limit it so as it will have a minimum effect. uh, And uh, it helps if the public itself is aware of these possibilities. What should be done next? I think uh, there's a bit of a dilemma because uh, the former governor uh, general, uh, Mr. Johnson, said that uh, some of these things should not be discussed publicly. And one can understand the reluctance in terms of revealing sources and methods. But at the same time, the public uh, in a democratic state needs to be able to make informed decisions in selecting uh, a government and uh, reacting to government uh, policies. So it's a very fine balance. And it seems now that uh, at least some of this uh, is out in the open because Mr. O'Toole could use parliamentary privilege to make this kind of statement. So it will be interesting to see what follows. Okay, let's move on to Moscow. What happened there and how significant is this uh, strike against Moscow using drones? It's not the first strike using drones. You will recall that there was some drone uh, uh, movement where there was an actual attack on the Kremlin itself, not particularly effective militarily, but it uh, revealed that uh, Moscow's defenses, which Vladimir Putin has touted as the best in the world, are hardly impenetrable. Uh, But it sends also this attack a powerful message. We know that Russia has been relentlessly targeting Ukrainian civilian targets, and they've been doing this for over a year, 
causing havoc, uh, uh, bringing down power stations, power lines, trying to freeze and starve the Ukrainians. Uh, they have, uh, that is Russia, attacked Kiev this month alone uh, on 17 occasions, including today. And because of the timidity, particularly of the Biden administration, which has continually confused caution with timidity, caution is a wise policy. Timidity is destructive to deterrence and to effectiveness. Um, they, uh, the Americans have tried to prevent Ukraine from any kind of retaliation. So essentially, what Russia has been able to do was uh, uh, they were able to act in Ukraine, target anything they wanted to with impunity, while they enjoyed a kind of domestic immunity from retaliation. This attack, the Ukrainians, which uh, they have denied, uh, uh, but they said they are enjoying it, uh, this tells us that Moscow no longer is able to act with the same impunity and enjoy the same domestic immunity. We've got less than a minute left, Oral. What's the reaction in Russia, both from Putin and the public? Does this strengthen the resolve? Does this weaken Putin? Uh, weak, uh, weaken Putin? Initially, whenever uh, any domestic front is uh, attacked, there's a tendency to rally around the flag. But in the longer term, this may have a, a, a very deleterious effect. It could erode whatever support there is. Mr. Putin reacted very harshly, and he made some very dire threats. He called this an act of terrorism. And very importantly, in uh, what he said, he also talked about the Ukrainians uh, having uh, uh, some other actions uh, uh, in the future or engaging some other action in the future, including possibly staging some kind of nuclear accident. Well, this is disturbing because there's a fear that Russia might do that in the case of Zaporizhia to distract Western attention. And it's a kind of nuclear threat. This is why the West should react very sharply to that and make it extremely clear to Mr. Putin that we're not going to buy any notion of some kind of nuclear accident. Uh, we will know it's staged by Russia. There's no reason why Ukraine would do it. And uh, Mr. Putin ought to be aware of the fact that there would be a unified and very powerful reaction from the West. R.O. Brown with us, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto. R.O. always fascinating. Thanks for the time. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.